Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. She isn't afraid to dissect an issue, even if it ruffles some feathers. With Global Top Talkers, here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. And it is time for our Global Talkers tonight. We've got Bill Kelly, who you can listen uh, to over on Global News Radio in Hamilton, and our Craig Needles, who is over at Global News Radio in London. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing, Alex? I'm doing dandy, uh, trying to keep up with everything that's kind of going on. And a uh, big story, of course, and what we're all talking about is the fact that Donald Trump, you know, he, he's cuddling up to a, a murderous dictator and he's coming after Canada. So it's like he, he's hanging out with a pit bull and attacking the golden retriever. Um, and he's telling Canadians directly now that Canadians will be punished for what Justin Trudeau said after G7. Which, if I understand Mr. Trump, was a pretty benign comment that Canada will not be pushed around. I'll start with you on this, Bill. Um, (laughs) Where do you think this thing's going? I mean, there's a lot to to pin on Trudeau for many reasons, but I don't know if he could have gotten in or out of this, period. Well, here's here's the situation, and uh, you, you banged it just a second ago, Alex. What Trudeau said in the post G7 thing was exactly what he said when Trump imposed the tariffs, and he said to Trudeau or to Trump rather in the meetings, uh, "We're not going to get pushed around. We're not going to do this." And I, I watched the conference that uh, that Trump had before he got on his plane and took off for Singapore at the G7, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, we're pretty close to an after agreement too. Uh, Canada is all this close to agreeing to the sunset clause." And Trudeau came on and said, "That's not true." I, I don't know where he... I was in the room. That, that was never discussed. So he called Trump out, and Trump doesn't like that. He doesn't like anybody to say, you're, you're, you're full of you-know-what. And, and that's where this whole thing started, as far as it came. I, I applaud what Trudeau did. I don't care what your political affiliation is. I don't care if you like Justin Trudeau or not. This is a prime minister that stood up for Canada and for Canadian business, and for that he should be applauded, which is why people like Jason Kenney, people like Doug Ford and others said, we stand behind him on this issue. That's not to say that, you know, everything else gets wiped clean, but on this issue, yeah, he got it right. Uh, You've got to stand up for Canadian values in a situation like this. And Trump doubles down on it because this guy doesn't like to have anybody stand up to him. We've seen this in the Congress. We've seen this what happens in the United States. Uh, he wants to be the lead dog. And when anybody says, you're not the big dog, you're full of BS, this guy goes ballistic on it, and that's what he's done to Canada. Yeah, I mean, look, Craig, it, it is such an interesting time, and certainly both of you are in markets that will be hit very, very hard when these tariffs come down, certainly in manufacturing, uh, auto manufacturing, and Steeltown. Um, but again, you know, that's why the, everyone on all sides of the aisle are coming behind Trudeau, because even if you don't like Trudeau, and I, I'm very open my, with where I stand on him, on his policy, it's not in our best interest for him to fail. So I only want him to succeed. And if that means getting guys like Stephen Harper, uh, Brad Wall, Jean Chrétien, some of the old guard to, to boost up the bench strength, uh, I say bring it on. Well, Brian Mulroney's already there. 
And, and so is uh, Stephen Harper making the rents too, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know. yeah, uh, I'm uh, I'm totally obviously behind the prime minister on this situation, and yeah, there are plenty of reasons to be critical of him. There are plenty of promises from the 2015 election that have gone unfulfilled, but I think most Canadians right now are putting that stuff aside and realizing that hey, you know what, there are, there are more important fish to fry at this point. And the frustration that I think a lot of uh, Canadians feel, and I know obviously the Prime Minister's office feel this, is uh, kind of what you said earlier, Alex, is what could he have possibly done differently when you're negotiating with someone who's acting like a child? How is there any way for you to have the negotiation go better? Basically, other than just give Donald Trump everything he wants, Justin Trudeau had no option other than the option that he's taken here. So we'll see how long Trump's willing to stick this out. The tariffs that Canvas put in are very targeted. They're going to hit Pennsylvania. They're going to hit Ohio, Wisconsin, Michigan, places Trump needs to win if he wants to keep mm-hmm. Congress, places Trump needs to win if he wants to keep being the president after the next time they go to the polls to select the leader of the nation. So these are smart tariffs. These are targeted tariffs. We'll see how long Donald Trump can stick this out. But uh, I think Justin Trudeau's in this for the long haul because he knows domestically his people are behind him. Well, yeah, whether that matters or not. Trump seems to miss here, Alex. Yeah. Is, is with Trump's comments again today that I'm going to punish the people of Canada, does he not get that when he imposes tariffs, yeah. there's going to be, there's going to be a, a ramification to American workers too, that the American steel industry is going to be impacted by this, that the American auto sector is going to be, there are going to be layoffs there, there are going to be higher prices there for consumers. This is going to punish Americans. He doesn't seem to get, or if he does, and I, I doubt that he does, but he just seems to think, well, that's just going to be collateral damage because I have to punish Canada. Yeah, look, I mean, he could change his mind tomorrow. This could all disappear, like, in a matter of hours uh, with one tweet. Um, And and I'm very, you know, like, I praise Trump when he does something good, and I, you know, and right now I'm pissed at him because my country is more important than the politics of it. Uh, So I I absolutely want this thing settled. Uh, But it sure is going to be an interesting, I don't know where this goes. Well, the concern that a lot of people have had, and you guys have all heard this, Craig, I know you guys have talked about this as well, is what was Trump's motivation? Was it really good that he's peed at, at Canada, or was this to try to show strength before he went to his meeting with Kim Jong-un, to say, yeah. hey, I'm the strong man. I, you know, when I jump, people you know, bow down to me. And, and Trudeau didn't do that, and, and I think that really ticked him off. And you saw that with the comments from, from people like Navarro and Kudrow on Sunday morning talk shows, that, hey, oh, he's undermining Trump. No, he's not. He's calling Trump out. Uh, sorry, and you know what? That's what I want my leader to do. I don't care if it's Justin Trudeau or Stephen Harper or, or anybody else. You know, he stood up for Canada, and that's what we need from our prime minister. Yeah, look, he's taking a big gamble, though, also, Craig, because uh, North Korea is not exactly uh, a loyal partner. Um, it's like having a, a one-night stand, uh, you know, uh, with this, uh, you know, that's not going to work out. And he's putting all this on North Korea and he's losing a huge ally in Canada and the rest of the European allies. Yeah, and the, the bizarre thing is, he goes and talks to Kim Jong-un and he says that, uh, he, you know, I, I like him, his people love him, and that's the language he uses about a murderous dictator mm. and about Justin Trudeau, a democratically elected leader of an allied nation. He's a backstabber. He's weak. He is going to a special place in hell. That's not Trump. That's one of his surrogates who still was already said sort of, I'm sorry for that. But just the the language difference between how Trudeau is being treated and how a murderous dictator is being treated is just remarkable to me. Yeah, look, it's all it could all be posturing. Let me ask you this thing, Bill. Um, If this all disappeared in, let's say, the next two weeks, let's say it was all just posturing for political gain in the elections and, and getting the upper hand with North Korea. How 
forgiving do you think Canadians will be? I mean, the problem is it creates an uncertainty, and I'm not sure it can be shaken that easily. Well, Canadians, if you mean the populace, yeah, it's going to take a long time, but they never liked Trump anyway. The majority of us never did. And, you know, the polls indicate that. But what Christia Freeland said today is, look, at we, st- we knew from day one there was going to be a certain level of drama when dealing with Trump. And here's another one of those. And, and I guess they get that. And they understand what's going on here. And the North Korea thing, I guess, is, is what predominates. And, and, uh, you know, and, and that's where Trump is. is uh, the fact that he took a shot after this big meeting, because he's feeling pretty proud of himself yeah. after signing this deal. But you know what? Kim Jong-un saying, I'm going to do this and this. That's like somebody saying, I'll respect you in the morning. I mean, yeah. give me a break. You know, he did that because he wanted the photo op. Now he can show his people, I was with the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And Trump falls for that. I mean, this is, you know what this is? We're going to look at this back in a couple of months and say, this Trump is, is this generation's Neville Chamberlain. Thanks a lot. You know, he, he did nothing. He just, he thinks he's appeasing these guys, but it, it's going to be business as usual for North Korea. Meanwhile, Craig, I think uh, Mr. Un will wait till he gets a chance to come to the White House, and then he'll screw Mr. Trump over. Yeah, I think you might be exactly right. I think he wants to be able to go home and say to his people, look, at here are the photos of me at the White House. Look how uh, look how smart I am to be able to get myself there. And it, it, it just seems very clear that's how this is going to shake down. And somehow Donald Trump is the only person who doesn't realize it. Yeah, well, we'll see. I wish I felt better about this, but... Uh, I wish we all did. Yeah. yeah. Guys, thank you. Hey, great Thanks, talking Alex. to you. Thanks so much. Bill Kelly and Craig Needles uh, joining us. And they're in areas of the province that are really going to feel uh, the tariffs once they hit. Be curious to see how the conversation changes over the next uh, couple of weeks. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson, and this is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.